comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So there are a few things to look out from that scripture. Now he said, But my God shall what? All your need. How? How? But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It means that in God is everything that you need. It's a prayer point we are looking for. I want you to ask God for, for one need that you know that is incorporated in God. Ask God, ask God, ask God. Ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. According to his riches, according to his riches in glory, according to his riches in glory, according to his riches. Ask him for your needs. 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 Acting, acting for your needs, acting, acting for your needs, acting for your needs. Acting for your needs. Touch him for me, touch him. Acting for your needs, acting for your needs. Act, act, act. In the next two minutes, act, 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 act. You are not acting. If it will help you, you can do it in understanding. If it will help you. What is his name? I know you don't know his name. Greet him. What does it mean to greet somebody? 
find out, find out. Find out. Greet to your left and to your right. To your left and to your right. Greet. <laughs> Greet to your left and to your right. If the person doesn't understand your language, just tell the person, Sila <laughs> Brataha. My God. Yes, they, they did this thing not just in Bible days. I was I was watching some video clips and I saw I saw Kenneth Hagin. I saw Kenneth Copeland. I saw um there's one other man of God. And they were discussing in tongues. How many of you have seen the video? I know you have seen it. They were discussing in tongues. So, Kenny Copeland spoke, spoke, spoke. And then laughed. And went and touched this person. And this person now spoke back, spoke back, spoke back. Of course, Kenny Hagin did it a lot. And... Um, Hagen did it a lot. In fact, one of those days when he was ministering, I read, that was one of the first book, most of the first uh, set of books that he wrote that I read. He said that he was in a ministration. You know those, their time, faith, healing and faith. There is a a man of God that is very good friend. His name was Frederick Casey Price. How many of you know Frederick Casey Price? Who do you know? How many of you know Frederick Casey Price? Who do you know? You have just heard the name Jesus. Who do you now know? The only people you know is the one that, that is written in God's general. That is how you know people. Anybody outside that book, you don't know them. That means you don't know them too. If all the information you have about God's general is the one that was written in that book by Robert Lyardon, then you don't know those guys. Really, you don't know them. For if you, I'm coming back to Frederick Casey Price. For example, people like William Braham. If they just they just told you about Abraham, they didn't tell you about how his meeting works. Because Abraham is not a teacher, he can't even teach anything. His own is just to come, a miracle will be happening. But there is a man that was teaching in his meetings. That man is the in fact that man started working in healing and miracles before William Abraham. Do you know the man? Who knows the man? Yes, FF Boswat. The name is FF Boswat. 
as a matter of fact, F.F. Bosworth was a contemporary of John G. Lake. So he has started doing this healing thing long before the healing revival came. But F.F. Bosworth, his own is to teach a morning session. See, we teach then in the evening session. William Abraham will now appear. When he appears, then a halo will be on his head. Even if he appears at, he's from a born state here. Where are you from in a born state? You know, there are some places that are that are cities there, but there are some places that where are you from? Those people are not. For example, if you are from where is this place that normally produce uh, all those African people, they are city. But there is a place we are going to Calabana our cast point on the road. Those kind of places. If William Abraham appears, he will be calling the native names. Not your English name. It's not like there is somebody here, your name is Theophilus. What's that? His English name, man. anybody can be picking that kind of name. But if we go to South Africa and be picking names, like, I don't know how they call their name. Let me call the one I, I heard in football, like Shabalala. How can you pick it and you are why are you smiling? This man. I thought you are a preacher of the gospel. How can you be calling that name except the Holy Spirit helped you? Anyway, that was by the way. Fred Casey Price appeared in a meeting and when those days the only way that they administer the spirit and the anointing, the best ways that they have learned. Are you with me? The best ways that they have learned those days is by laying of hands. Laying of hands. It was almost at the tail end end of Kenny Hagin's ministry that he found out that that there is a dimension beyond laying of hands. That's when you see all those laughing in the Holy Ghost, many people will be falling on. It wasn't like that. In the beginning they must lay hands on you. Is when you lay hands on five hundred people. That is when you will find out is is manual level, not just level. Say manual level. I know you don't believe that preaching is level. This kind of thing we are doing, especially if you want to, if you want to be genuine, if you want to be fake, even fake people level. How much more people that are genuine? Because every day of bedpans, once I wake up, whenever I wake up. There is nothing that is happening that day that makes sense until I've discharged my duty in the evening. Meanwhile, the job is in the evening. But your delivery in the evening is dependent on how you lived the day. Anyway, some of you are young, so you will not understand the implication of this my statement. So some of you still live by when you have ministration, you prepare for ministration. When you have ministration, when you mature, you will know that you live every day prepared. Ministration is added. Ministration comes to you because you are prepared. 
You don't prepare because you have ministration. That is how we become consistent. So, Kenny Hagen was laying hands and he was getting tired. So, Casey Price told him, This thing is happening in tongues. So, he now told him that he's tired. That is Kenny Hagen. He told him, All you need to do is to lay hands on me and transfer the anointing. And then I will continue from where you stopped. All this thing is in tongues. Leveres, Karahash, Salehatia. It's not a big thing. Stop shouting. It's not. We'll practice it. God helping us. Before the next one year, we'll do charismatic congress. You will see all the charismatics manifested. What is charismatic? <laughs> what? What is charismatic? Uh-uh. We are Catholics here. Uh-huh. What is what are what is charismatics? Well, you have been going to charismatic, <laughs> and you don't even know what it means. God will help us. Let me even. I need to ask question. Oga, what is Pentecostal? Betos. Ah! This is serious. What is Pentecostal? But they, if they ask you, say, I'm a Pentecostal. What is Pentecostal? I think we need to do a little theology very soon. Hmm? There are a few things we need to touch. What is Pentecostal? around it is more important about the person of the Holy Spirit his dispensation but when you now speak about the charismatics especially talking about the gifts the gifts of the Holy Spirit is simple we will do it for example there are according to this study in the body of Christ. Every man that believes, you say you believe. There is a way our faith is divided. One set believes in Arminianism. One set believes in Calvinism. Where are you? Do you even know? And your Bible is very, very big. This is my friend and he has returned to his position. This position. <laughs> Do you know what Calvin? And every man you see that is born again, most of them tends to Arminianism. Most of them tends to Calvinism. Anyway, we will touch it one of these days. So when he spoke in tongues, he transferred the anointing. 
and then KC Price started from where he stopped. All this discussion is happening where? Sate, Varaha, Sitata. Guess what? You can pick it. You can pick it with your spirit. You can pick it. All you need to do is just you just be tuning, just be tuning, just be tuning, be tuning, be tuning. When you hit the person's frequency, it will seem as if the person is speaking to your spirit. Hmm? And your when the person starts speaking, you will know that your spirit is understanding this thing. Eh? But your mind is not yet interpreting it. Eh? Sometimes your mind will interpret it and give words to it. Actually, that is where the gift of interpretation of tongues comes from. How did we end here? How? How? Amen. So we are looking at the B attitudes. The B attitudes. The B attitudes. You are here yesterday now. Ah, uh-uh. you are not here yesterday. Come and give Valentine the mic. Let's find out. What have you picked? Especially from yesterday's session. Praise no, God. sit down, sit down. Don't worry. Relax. You are in your father's house. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think they are all um, shouted in three things that you mentioned. Mm. That uh, um, the first verse that we talked about that they that are pouring the spirit mm-hmm. that death is the kingdom of God you know that to tell actually, us actually that is not what is there but let's leave it continue to tell us what it means to be pouring the spirit mm-hmm. that a person that's pouring the spirit should at least maintain three postures one the utter uselessness of the old man you can look at your daughter you are already looking at it so there is no I understand continue <laughs> I understand should I fire you the utter uselessness of the old man mm-hmm. and then that the person should also understand that person also understands the need for God and the last one the utter dependence on God that there is actually nothing that we can do with our natural abilities Unless we depend on God, praise God. Hallelujah. Come and give miracle car for Mike. Let's find out who is the old man. No, sit down. Don't worry. Sit down. We are not. The old man is the nature in somebody that is not born again. I want to escape from this answer, but it is the truth. Actually, but it seems as if he doesn't offer us everything. But I can't say you are wrong. Hmm? Who will help us? Come and give Elijah. Who is the old man? Okay, sir, you began to tell us yesterday that the old man is a nature mm-hmm. that a man puts on, a nature that is separate from the new one, like our brother was explaining. 
please you know some of the people that are here today are not there yesterday so when you say our brother is planning uh, Pastor Solomon is not aware so you need to tell us what the brother said that's why we are asking the new man is um, the, man that the is old man I didn't say the I new man explain okay, oh yeah, explain. the new man is one that is born again mm-hmm. that has received Christ so the old man is the opposite of the new man one that is yeah. not born again <laughs> take the mic and, and give my sister that explained me yesterday so that we we'll hear it again The old man is the nature of flesh. And the new man is who? The nature of righteousness. Let me... The old man is the nature of the devil. The new man is the nature of Christ. Simple. That is to make, make it simple for you. But it's not that simple actually. Hmm? I want to ask one more question now. One more, one more, one more, one more. One more. Go and give... What's the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? There are five more people I want to ask questions. So question is coming your way. <laughs> the kingdom of God is the will of God. Just just tell us what you remember. Is the will of God. Uh-huh. Then the kingdom of heaven is the will of God and the location. That is reality and the location. Do you can you finish this question? You can't now. Hmm? I want to ask somebody. William, you were there yesterday now. help my sister with all trance so that we finish what she started. Oh, you don't know the question. Collect mic from him. Collect mic. He doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't know the question. Come, you must answer. Give him back the mic. How can you be sitting in the front seat? What's the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God? Is there a difference? There's a difference. Between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Yes, there's a difference. What if I say there is no difference? There's a difference. Huh? There's a difference. There is no me, I say there is no difference. You you say there is a difference. So you will defend your own. Me, I will defend my own. Is it not true? True. Okay, so I'm telling you, listen to what I said again before you will answer. I said that there is no difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> okay, so, and you said that there is there is a difference. Oh yeah, tell us the difference. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven refers to the is a location where the government of God take place mm-hmm. where you have the like the angels the throne where the throne of God is mm-hmm. then the kingdom of God refers to the sphere where the will of God takes place especially when the government of the Holy Spirit in the life of men is accomplished so what is the difference now 
The difference is that the kingdom of God for the one on earth has to take place in the life of men. Okay. If you like you don't they confuse yourself. Oh. <laughs> Come and give him mic. He's on give him mic. Have I released you? I asked you, is there a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? There is none. Because from your definition of what is the kingdom of God and what is the kingdom of heaven, they are the same thing. So, as I said yesterday, that the kingdom of heaven is not exactly the same thing with the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is the kingdom of heaven. This is what I mean. If you go to heaven, the will of God is being done there. And any place that the will of God is done, that is the place you find his kingdom. But the will of God being done in heaven is beyond a reality that is taking place. That heaven is this thing that we are talking about, which is the kingdom of God, that is being expressed in heaven, is beyond a reality. It is also happening in a location called where? Heaven. But that same thing that is happening in heaven can also happen on earth. And when it happens on earth, we still call it kingdom of God. That is why Jesus now said that you should pray like this. Our Father, who is at where? In heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is done where? So as far as, as far as heaven is concerned, the will of God is already done there. But the challenge is that it is not done on earth. So any place that you come and you see a semblance of the same government of God that made the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, that place has become the kingdom of God. So the first point of that kind of government is your heart. Don't you have Jesus in your heart? If Jesus, I'm assuming, if Jesus tell you fast 40 days, will you do it? Huh? Don't answer fast though. If Jesus tell you clear your account, will you do it? Some people, all Jesus needs to do is to tell them to drop their relationship. They cannot. That kind of person has not understood the government of God. Anyway, that is not the important thing. The truth is that it is for emphasis sake that we are making the differentiation so that it will help you to understand the pastor this. But if you still call them dissenting, nobody will kill you, actually. Matthew chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. If you go to chapter 4, Pastor Jerry, why are you sitting at the back? Come and sit in the front. Come. Are you not a pastor? 
He is man of God that came today. If you read chapter 4, you will find out that at the last few verses, that Jesus came back from a healing service. Say after me, healing service. When he was through from a healing service, he entered into a teaching service. So he healed, 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 healed. And then people gathered. He now stopped. And opened Bible. And started showing them Bible. That's how some of us, that's how to balance the whole thing. You know, there are people that are moved by something always happening. Like, like people like you. Once something happens, you are happy in your heart. That's babyhood. Once you see things happening like this, you are happy. Now, that's not how we measure accuracy. Those things are not an accurate representation of the work that God is doing in the spirit. So he drew them and then he began to teach them. He sat on the mountain. He said, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, what is the first thing he taught? Blessed are the poor in the spirit. We analyze what he meant, he meant to be poor in the spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We have explained this. The easier way to explain this thing too is demand and supply. After me, demand and supply. You know, supply goes where there is demand. So God naturally gravitates towards where people have need for Him. That's the best way I can explain this thing. Simple, just as an example for you. Eh? They have realized that the best you can do as a sales guru eh, cannot liberate a Nigerian market that is held bondage by corruption. So you need God. The next one. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be what? I think this is where we will start today. If you look at this verse, you will notice that there are two keywords. Is it not true? The first one is what? Mourn. The second one is what? So there are two keywords here. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You will see as if that this whole beatitude is like call and answer. Call and answer. Is it not true? Call and answer. If you call, then the person answers. If you call, then the person answers. If you call, then the person answers. So when a person takes a particular attitude hmm, towards life, towards creature, towards God, towards things, then the resultant effect, consequence, it is consequential because when you take this posture, you, don't, you stop praying. Are you getting the point? See, human beings are like this. They will violate principles and yet be praying to have the result that those principles should have brought. Are you getting the point? That is what these things are. They are principles. 
So the scripture says, Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So somebody start praying for things that bothers around laying hold on the things that are heavenly. Meanwhile, the scripture has given you keys to lay hold on it. You ignored it. And then started praying. And it will seem as if God is not answering your prayer. I have heard many people that say, God doesn't answer prayer. Do you know when I've started praying this prayer? What they have not realized is that prayer is not information. Are you telling God what he doesn't know? Tell him. So what is really this prayer? If prayer is not telling God what he doesn't know, we need to find out what is prayer. We need to find out. Like I, I saw this, my brother, he was dropping some lines on, on WhatsApp today. Not even today, since yesterday. They were all correct. Is high level revelation. Yes. Our faith is limited to the will of God. I love those revelations. I was so impressed. I was smiling. I think you need to go and check that thing he wrote. In fact, the scripture he used was mind blowing. Said, this is he that overcometh the world, even our faith. So he began to say that first way to test whether something is faith or not is where it is born. Because he said, He that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is he that overcometh the world, even faith. The first test of whether something is faith or not is where is he? Is he born out of your ambition? Are you getting me now? You want, you want to be a medical doctor. And then you come to the altar and show one big seed. And say, oh God, I have faith. I have faith that I will be a medical doctor. That You are in limbo. The first job you need to do is to find out what is the will of God concerning this matter? Then that will be the platform for faith. So maybe your mother came to you and said, hmm, look at you. All your mates have married and you are here carrying Bible up and down. You will come and sow seed and tell God that I believe that in the next six months I will marry. Even God will follow you and say Amen. You have not bothered to find out what is the mind of God concerning your life and in extension concerning the matter. Imagine if God answered all my prayer since I was small. Just imagine God. Had He been He answered all your prayer, where will you be? I I know you think you will be abroad. No, you will die. You would have died. If you, if you had answered all your prayer, you probably would have been one of the people Corona killed. 
If you answered all your prayer, you might miss this season. Probably you labeled for admission two years or before you got admission. You, you would have graduated two years ago or thereabouts. And then you come out. You will be in, they will lock you up in one banking hall and be giving you one nonsense hundred thousand and be zapping your life and destiny, your time, your energy. You will come out wearing one suit and people will think you are alright. Meanwhile, you are dying. If you see anybody in bank that they are not paying up to 150, 200,000, mercy, give, show that person mercy. Because they, sorry, oh, take your bank job in Jesus' name. I'm just giving an example. But those people can zap people's life. Your whole life will be locked up into that place. Any kind of work that does that thing is not good for you. If you like, let it be ministry. Do you know how we know that ministry is correct? Look at somebody like me. You know the way I labor? Still, there is no smoke on my body. There is no smoke. <laughs> there is no smoke. But you, just because of one smoke, just because of nakedness, this thing you did. There is smoke all over your body, everywhere. Everybody know. If you have program, anything is happening. Everybody will know that something is wrong and happening in your life just because of one small thing you are doing. Sometimes, if we share the small things we are doing, people say, "Ah, because we don't." It doesn't. There is no smoke. Say after me, there is no smoke. You know when you go near fire and. You are doing something around fire, trying to cook something. When you come out, you'll be smelling ogre, you'll be smelling all kinds of stuff. But there is no smoke. I'm not smelling anything. Are you with me? That is a proof that we are in alignment. I'm not saying the labor will be easy, but you won't even notice that you are laboring self. Because grace will be so abundant. That anybody that attempts to do what we are doing without being sent by God, we, we experience a fracture. The person will be damaged beyond repair. The person will realize what it means by God that you am a, am walk according to the gift of grace that is given to you. Because since this year we are from one fasting to prayer to another, it's not this year, since last year there is no rest. It doesn't show me. And I don't have plans to stop. I'm living my life. I'm enjoying it. You, you are waiting for when to stop. Me, I'm enjoying it. That is the difference between me and you. And then tomorrow you say you want to have all. But I will finish ministration. You come and hold my leg. I'll be laughing at you. You don't know his dealing that they are giving to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is no smoke. There is no smoke. The way to know that there is grace. <laughs> hey. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Um, there are two key words. One is mourn, and number two is comfort. If you look at that word mourn, follow me now. We are about to. The reason why I said I started this way is so is to settle your heart because some of the things we are doing and we are not playing too much so that is, this one is educative 
so that you learn you'll be educated hmm? look at that word so let's analyze the first word mon the word mon is gotten from the Greek word pentio p-e-n-t-h-e-o pentio 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 It literally means to grieve. To grieve. Grieve. Where is your daughter? You are a magician, no? All these young men that don't have daughter, how do you plan to do it? But if you leave it at this, you might not be able to properly understand this word mon. So, you know, um, if you study, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be taking you, but it's good, you know, it's good, you know, it's good, you know, it's not big things. If you study words, as I've told you people that the Old Testament is written in what language? The Old Testament is written in what language? Hebrew. What did I say? Hebrew. Then the New is written in Greek. Some part of Old Testament, well, you can see Aramaic, but it's mostly Hebrew. Now, so that is when I say Greek word, I'm assuming you already know that the New Testament is written in what? Greek. That is what I mean. So I have to clear the ground. And when you see words in Greek, just, just also like in English language, there are words and there are roots to those words. There are words and there are derivatives to those words. Pay attention to these two things I said. It will help us to analyze this. I need to, when I'm through with teaching you this, you will understand what you are doing. You know, people do things they don't even understand. They cannot they don't understand the oppression that is coming from God into their heart. They, they won't know that certain things have to be in place. Huh? For example, when a man cries, you know, good things can make you cry. And bad things can make you cry. That means crying is neither bad nor good. Is it not true? If something is neither bad nor good, but can be used by elements or spirits to promote their agenda. That means that whatever that thing is, is part of a universal context of God's oppression. It so happens that a man that understands what this thing is supposed to do and makes use of it, we get the end result of engaging that thing. If Satan engages it, he will get the same result. If you as a believer engages it, it will get what? The same result. It is neutral. Are you with me? Some of these things, God created it and they are neutral. Just like some of you know. Okay, for example, the common one, sex is neutral, actually. If Satan hijacks it, it, it comes against the laws of God. 
if God uses it, it will be for his own purpose. So when you are in Sunday school, in your holiness class, when you are small, they told you that sex is bad and is a sin. And that, part, that is part of the reason some people said, we want to know this thing now. There is something in a man that wants to know that thing. They say, don't go and know it. They want to know it. The one you say, go and learn this one. They won't want to do it. So, but if you explain to them that this thing is in the middle of huh? it's just that if you are not careful, Satan will carry it and it will produce results for Satan. If God takes it, it will also produce results for God. Are you with me? So, I needed to show you these two things. Hmm? So, um, so, but if you look at, I said that the first word is what? The first Greek word for mom is what? Pentio. But there is a root word to Pentio that will help us. And I told you that Pentio means grief. But there is a root word that will help us elaborate, show us deeper what this scripture meant. And that word is Pasco. Now let me explain again what I mean by root. Um, okay, have you heard of, let me use this word. Have you heard of a word like rejoice? Have you heard of the word like rejoice? Huh? When somebody tells you rejoice, and he begins to tell you that rejoice came from the root word joy. Are you are you getting the point now? So that when I say that this is Pentio and it came from the root word Pasco, you will understand what I mean. Are you with me? Just like somebody will say rejoice came from the root word joy. And for him to explain rejoice for you, he has to tell you what is joy. So most times when you even analyze Greek words, some of them are verbs, some of them are nouns. Some of them are masculine. Some of them are feminine. Some of them are neutral. But that's not where we are going. He said, um, so the second one now is Pasco. And Pasco means to experience and participate in somebody's travail. What did I say? Experience and participate in someone's travail. Experience and what? Participate in someone's travails experience and what participate in someone's travail in fact let me use the word that you are used to experience the pangs of someone's travail at least you know what is bed pangs is it not true experience the pangs of someone's travail so somebody is telling you Kai, my shoulder is paining me oh I will get to this topic. You will now see the difference. I'm, I'm going there now. And you will be telling the person, sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh. No matter how much the person tells you, sorry, he doesn't understand what you are passing through. <laughs> he doesn't know Pasco. In Pasco, you are brought into the same pain, the same pains. And the person has. Don't worry, we'll go deep. That is the secret of burdens. 
That is the secret of travails. God, when, when God wants you to release, partner him in burdens, eh, all he does is to show you a little of the things he is feeling. What it means is that you felt the pangs of God concerning a matter. I was, I've heard many men of God say it. I was watching Pastor Chris Oyakilomi recently. He said one day he was preparing to go, preparing for Sunday service, 3 a.m. in the morning. When he was reading, suddenly Jesus stood in, stood in front of him and he was not happy. And he asked the Lord, why are you not happy? The Lord told him that he is burdened about the sick. Jesus is saying this thing and he caught it. So as Jesus was saying it, he was feeling what Jesus was feeling for the sick. Are you getting the point now? That is what is called Pascal. When you begin to feel the pangs, the same pangs of travail that another man is feeling concerning a team or concerning a people. If you don't understand this, you won't know what is morning. Are you getting the point? I'm going to show you too. Because there are people... You, you know this thing now. How many of you know it? Do you know what it means? There is one video clip I watched on social media. A woman came to Beria and she was crying. <laughs> and, and then took one bottle of, one green bottle. And then she would drink to promote her crying. She came to help the people that their people died to cry. And she needs green bottle to fuel her agenda. That kind of cry is not the one I'm talking about. It is without a feeling of the pangs. Huh? And in the kingdom, for you to properly mourn, you have to feel the pangs. For you to properly stand on behalf of a man and represent and try to discharge the discomfort that is ailing that person, you have to feel the thing you're feeling first. This is the principal key in intercession, actually. An accurate intercessor must somehow find a way to feel what he is trying to discharge in the intercession. That when you see a man that is feeling the pain of what he is trying to discharge in, he is not the same thing with another person. That's why some of us pray the way we pray. It's because we are feeling. That's what Dr. Paul in nature said. He said those days that Rehad Bonke came to Benue State. He had forgotten where he came to. He, that what he did is that he was the what was it called? The protocol. He served as the protocol. <laughs> and when they finished everything, he, he told him to pray for him. He said, he said, sir, please pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I want something. Rehad Bonke just laid hands on him and said, Lord, let him feel a little of what we are feeling. What is troubling Dr. Paul in nature is a little drop of what Jesus is feeling. That is called Pascal. When a man begins to feel the pangs of the travails that another person or another thing is passing through is not originally your own. Are you getting the point? But by Pascal, you entered into the fellowship of suffering. 
Pascal. It is by Pascal that men enter into the fellowship of suffering. You know, when we quote Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, say that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Some people stop there. That I may know you and the power of your resurrection is not complete. You need to add the fellowship of suffering. What is the fellowship of suffering? Fellowship is intimacy where you are struck by the same reality of the partner that you have in fellowship. In fellowship, what is in you zaps into the partner, and what is in the partner zaps into you. It's a place of shared burdens and suffering. When you get into that place, you will know it is by Pascal that a man enters into the fellowship of suffering. And the ministry of God will never be complete in the last days until we get more money, men. That is the only way that they can enter into the sufferings. I'm moving ahead of myself. When I'm through with this teaching, you will weep. You will cry. You will now weep. Because this thing, the active dimension of this thing I'm teaching is to weep, literally. But you will be weeping as a result of the fact that you have touched. That's why some of us are in ministry. What we traffic in revival hobby is burdens. Burden as a result of Pascal. Energy as a result of Pascal. Life as a result of Pascal. All Jesus does to me is to make me feel a little of what he's feeling about you. Make me feel a little of what he's feeling about this territory. Make me feel a little of what he's feeling about Southeast. That is all he does. So when I'm praying, your prayer engagement for this territory is not the same thing with my own. I entered into Pascal. So after me, Pascal. I know you won't forget this one. I know you won't. So I don't want to preach. This one I have started. No, open your Bible. Open your Bible. Open your Bible. Kai, 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 kai. It'd be like you will stop playing. No? I don't want people to fly. I want you to use your mental distance now. No, be playing, be playing, be playing. So that uh, we can easily fly in the next 10 minutes or so. Um, okay, so we have analyzed. So let's analyze the second word. What was the second word there? after me um, it's better just use the word comfort huh? Huh? are you with me the second word is what if your bible is your own hmm? where is your pen your pen your pen underline in your bible mourn and comfort because you will do further studies beyond here. You will be shocked when you do a, a cross reference of the word comfort in the scripture. You will be shocked. That almost 80% of the time, even from old to new, that you saw the word comfort. You see more there. When you see more, you see comfort. Go and check. So that is when you will understand that Jesus is not just telling them a teaching. No. Jesus is bringing to them a summary from eternity 
that is also the foundation of time and the universe. He is telling them what is an open secret that they are not aware of. Are you with me? Meanwhile, this is what is ruling the oppressions that we find in the universe. Okay, there are two Greek words for comfort in the New Testament. Hmm? There are two Greek words. There are two Greek words. Even though, as I said, there are two Greek words, but there are derivatives. Are you with me? I think there are one or two derivatives, but the words themselves, there are two. The first one is tasio. 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 T H E R S E O. Tasio. T H E R S E O. T H E R S E O. This means to encourage somebody as a bystander. What did I say? Encourage somebody as what? A bystander. Encourage someone as a bystander. Have you seen um, Pastor? Let's assume you are you are coming from your house and you are passing where they are building house, and you see some laborers there working. Eh? If you want to greet them, how will you greet them? Uh-huh. Like Dalon or Alu. Uh-huh. Like Wedon, is it not true? What are you trying to do by that kind of greeting? Instead of, you know, normally if you see somebody in the morning, you, you can greet good morning. But if you see people walking in the morning, it's good morning does not offer the real thing. What will you say? You say Dalon or well done. Or, uh-huh. That means... What do you mean by that kind of greeting? What are you trying to do? Is it not to encourage them? That is Tasio. Hmm? That is what? Tasio. It is encouraging somebody as who? A bystander. Like the somebody you see on the road. You see a small boy of 12 years and he's laboring, hawking, you know, on the street. And he said, It helps. But it's still, you are still a bystander. You are he's still outside. Because you might not know who sent him. It can be his madam. And with all that labor, you come back and say, Is he now you are coming back? Wah! And it will erase all your comfort meant nothing because you are operating by what no you are operating by Tassio say after me Tassio say after me Tassio why is this thing big in your mouth this must matter those days I (laughs) I those days we thought 
learning Greek is the way to be a master in teaching. So I went and I even started speaking Greek small, small. It's Jesus that delivered me. <laughs> but it's good that you know one or two words. Are you with me? So that, especially these many terrible teachers, so they won't confuse you. Another word for comfort is parakalio. Parakalio. What did I say? Okay. P A R A. K-A-L-E-O P-A Where is your jota? Okay P-A-R-A-K-A-L-E-O Parakalio Parakalio So is actually common You use it common But are you with me? This one means To is someone's travail by participating in it with him. Remember, the first one is you are trying to encourage but you are a bystander. But this one now, let me make it simple. You are no more a bystander. You became part of it. So, let's assume you saw somebody that is working and he was laboring. Instead of just saying Dalon Olo, you now say, hey, this thing is tough. So you started, you followed the person and started carrying the block or doing. That means, are you with me? There is a travail. There is a pang there. Huh? And as a parakalio, you don't just um, interact with the person as a bystander. You bring yourself into the same experience the person has with an intent to lessen the burden. Or to take away the burden from him. Are you getting the point now? With the intent to lessen the burden or to take it away from him. Let me explain further what I mean. So, somebody says, you tell somebody that I don't have money for school fees and I've not eaten and I've not this one, that one, that one. And a a tasio will tell you, hey, God will provide oh help. God will provide oh all these wicked you have seen them especially on social media. Don't go and kill yourself there. One person physically that can give you ten naira is more than hundred people on social media that is saying, Hell, hell, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh. Hmm. They are tasio. <laughs> yeah. The parakalio will tell you, Hi, you mean you have not eaten since three days? Hi. This man says, Send the account number. That's not what I'm saying. No. Come, let's cook together. Do you have salt? I have rice. Are you with me? So, my definition is not don't try to define what I'm teaching or guys not send your account and teaching. What I'm teaching is that the person participates in lessening the burden for you. He comes, he 
either comes to you or you come to him and the two of you begin to experience the same thing together and sometimes when he sees that you are already giving out he will take over from you are you getting the point now but there is a union in the same thing it is not necessarily that the person came and then you left no the two of you will be doing it together the person will be experiencing what you are experiencing and the body will be lessened because there is a convergence of interest and energy to reduce the work you brought you now found out that ah, i'm hungry but you have water now you have salt and you have oil but if you mix the three <laughs> nothing will come out say let me bring my rice hey. or, or you have granite are you with me my sabo bread and we on that you have granite and you have granite and sugar where is the garret my father my father there is wood and there is fire where is the lamp there is such a thing as that there is garret and there is sugar and there is water my father my father where is the garret Only William will understand this. Hi. My father, my father, there is sugar and there is water. Where is what? And then. Where did, the truth is that where did he even see granite, self? Where did he even see granite? In fact, sometimes all you have is water. Okay, you people are now understanding my teaching. Let me explain this thing for you. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's turn to verse 16. Why are you smiling at me? As if you know it. Come and take the mic now. Okay. He said, I will pray the Father. And he shall give you what? That he may abide with you. Forever. That word comforter there is paracletos. That word comforter there is what? See, remember I told you people that just like in English language, there are nouns, there are verbs. Eh? So some of the Greek words are active, some of them are nouns. This one now is a person. the person that is a paracletos is involved in paracalio are you not seeing it but before I go further he said I will pray the father and he will maybe let's read till 18 so that you will get the full picture then I will explain then we pray and I will pray the father 
and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Are you getting the picture? Because we are going fast. There is a certain kind of people that need comforter. Are you with me? There is a certain state of heart that men will sustain so that they will receive a heightened dimension because in this place the comforter is the Holy Spirit. This is the secret to revival. And that is why revival is called, the prayers for revival is actually called revival travels. Are you with me? That is the language of the men that found the meaning of that kind of prayer experientially in the secret. Remember what I told you is travel. Are you with me? These are men that touched the burden of God concerning a people, concerning a generation, concerning a territory. And they began to cry to God. That kind of crying is a participation in God's mourning and travail concerning a people. Eh? And the response to that kind of prayer is what? The comfort of the Spirit. There will be an outpouring to assouch. The palms of pain that is in your hands. So, in extension, what I'm trying to say is that these kind of people, when God is looking for them desperately, when the Holy Ghost wants to come, He will be looking for this kind of people. I'm coming. Verse 16. And I'll pray the Father, and He will give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Quickly. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. This is another thing. Hey, should we open it? Huh? No, we won't leave. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. As of the pre- let me stop. He dwelleth with you, but he shall be. If we unveil it, is 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 deep. We can't go there. Anyway, verse eighteen. Let's take in context. Verse eighteen. I will not leave you what? I will what? You know many people have prayed with this scripture. Do you know what that word comfortless means? Do you know what it means? It means orphan. So Jesus is saying, I will not leave you as an orphan. Let me literally tell you what it means. It means that when you catch touch the pangs of God's body concerning a matter, concerning a people, God will not allow you to bear it alone. Whenever you catch it, He will come and help you. That is why the scripture said, hmm? for we know not what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Holy Ghost what? Help it. Our what? Infirmities. Eh? He now said in the next verse, for him that knoweth the mind of the Spirit, Make it intercessions for the saints with that. Sure, sure. Romans chapter 8. Sure, quickly. Be fast, be fast. I don't have time. Sanemanta. Give me a little volume. Likewise, the Spirit 
Okay, okay. There is a little mistake. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought to, but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Next verse. Next verse. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit and maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of what? Let me see the next verse. Let me see the next verse. Okay. Now, this is the Holy Spirit that came to partner you as a result of the pangs of mourning that you caught. And when you are dead, he won't leave you as an orphan. So Jesus knows that he is leaving these people to continue a line of burden that he left for them. He said, so imagine Jesus telling you that go to your family and take your family. And when you went there, they started persecuting you. He is trying to tell you because physically he is no more there. If it was when he was there, when the Pharisees, and the, they, when they disturb them, they will run to him and say, Master, does he not touch you that we perish? Because it was then that the boat was shaking and the storm and tempest is around to shake them off their course and cause them to remember the yonder years. But Jesus was there in the boat and they can tap him and ask him, Master, does he not touch you that we what? But a time came and Jesus had to leave. He said, no, I can't leave you as what? An orphan. I can't leave you as an orphan. I can't. More the, the major ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make sure you are not an orphan. Are you with me? Remember when we are teaching and we told you that actually what Jesus was bringing to them is the dimension of experience and life that he lived upon the face of the earth. Are you with me? Remember that many times Jesus will say, My Father that is in me. In those days, it means the Holy Ghost. Whenever you mean orphan, it means that there is a, 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 a dimension of fatherhood that is lacking. Because fatherhood is supposed to bring a covering over the life of a person. That means if somebody is your son, any other person doesn't have right to come and tell or do anything to that person. It is on you to protect and guard the person. But when Jesus is living, it seems as if in the physical dimension, that experience is taken away from the disciples. So he began to tell them, I physically is living the sin, but I will not leave you as orphans. Hey, I show you the Holy Ghost. Now wait, wait. Now when he said, Paracletos here, you need to understand the dimension of experience that the Holy Ghost is able to bring to you. Actually, there are two types of paracletos. There is hetero paracletos and there is alos paracletos. What did I say? Hetero paracletos and there is what? Alos paracletos. What do I mean? Hetero means a comforter of a different kind. Are you with me? A comforter of what? A different kind. But alos, paracletos means a comforter of the same kind. That is whom the Holy Ghost is. Which is why he is able to take everything that is of Christ and give to you. And the scripture testified he will not speak about himself. He will speak about him. So when, when the Holy Ghost is working, all you will be seeing is Christ. 
Meanwhile, the reality and the presence of Christ in a man, of Jesus in a man, is, 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 um, is um, made possible by the Holy Spirit. When you say you receive Jesus in your heart, that reality of Christ in your heart is who? The Holy Spirit. That is what the scripture meant by saying the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is access. You see, the realities of what is Christ has now been subsumed in the spirit. And then he now entered your heart. And by that act, which became possible by your expression and vocalization of faith at new birth, you entered into an experience. And then the Holy Ghost, according to the scripture, he said that he is the earnest of our inheritance. Do you know what it means? It means that the Holy Spirit is given in such a way that when you deal well with the Holy Spirit, you will enter into all the inheritances that is in Christ. He's trying to say, the thing you did receive as, as a riches and inheritance that is yours in Christ Jesus is, is because you did not interact with the Holy Ghost deep enough. Are you getting the point? That's why we cry, help me Holy Ghost. Because when the Holy Ghost begins to walk, there is nothing you cannot touch in God when you know the Holy Ghost. They are lost. They are lost, Paracletus. They are lost. They are lost, Paracletus. <laughs> they are lost, Paracletus. Holy Spirit, that welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. The atmosphere has changed. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit. Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Thou art welcome. In this place, welcome him afresh in every circumstance, in every situation. In the assignment that God gave you, you are now struggling, struggling, laboring to fulfill the assignment that God gave you. You are living as if you are an orphan. You need to experience the lost Paracletus afresh. Afresh. God sent you but is there with you by the presence of his spirit Holy Spirit thou art welcome in this place the freshness of the spirit Holy Spirit thou art welcome in this place you are feeling despondent Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. 
thou art welcome in this place. The glory of God is falling in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, Jesus, thou art welcome in this place. I will not leave you as an offer. The freshness of the spirits, the freshness of the spirits. Takes away the despondency. Sometimes it seems as if God is far. We will feel the spirit afresh. He will bring afresh in our heart the reality and the nearness of Jesus. He will bring and reinforce in our heart the reality of the fatherhood of God. You are not an orphan, my friend. You are not an orphan. God is your father. The Holy Spirit will reinforce it now. God did not leave you to suffer it alone. He did not abandon you to pass through it alone. He is there with you. He is there. He is there with you. Thou art welcome in 
encore des sinistres. Alléluia. For the Lord God Almighty Touching your grace. 
the comfort of the spirit the comfort the comfort the comfort I will not leave you comfortless said the Lord I will not leave you alone said the Lord I am with you till the end said the Lord I know what you are passing through said the Lord I understand your peril I understand your circumstance said the Lord wrap me your arms 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 wrap me your Rub me your arms Rub me your arms Rub me your arms Don't say he doesn't know Rub me your arms Rub me your Rasa salapa, serenavena na kasa samiate. 